Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are in uh, John chapter 8. We've just seen where Jesus was uh, continuing continuing to bring forth the truth of the Word of God. And I tell you, there's a lot of things for us to glean from this, a lot of things for us to see. You know, too often, and this happens a lot within the body of Christ today, uh, people feel like, well, you know, it's, we, we just need to love everybody. If we just loved everybody, and if we just sort of let them do what they want to do or not be harsh with them, then everything would be okay. And a lot of times people say, well, I'd rather err on the side of being compassionate. And, you know, I totally understand. We never, ever, ever want to be harsh and critical to try to get somebody to walk the way they should. No, absolutely not. But, you know, a lot of times when people are sitting there saying they want to be compassion, compassionate, they're allowing folks to sin. And it's like, oh, okay, well, we'll just, you just be this way and we'll be compassionate. And sorry about that lake of fire thing. Okay, it may look good in this life, but it's going to be really, really bad beyond. But when you look at the words of Jesus and how he handled things, I mean, he spoke the truth, particularly to the religionists. My goodness. Uh, He spoke the truth to everybody. But to them, he was just bold and forthright. And at the end of his uh, dialogue at this time, he was telling me, he says, hey, the father loves me. And the reason the father loves me is because he sent me. And he sent me to lay down my life. He's given me authority to lay down my life. And he's given me authority to take it back up. And then he literally said, this is the charge that I receive from my father. So all through the gospel, he's reiterating over and over that he is from Father God. Well, as we close out the last episode, you can imagine the the reaction. Verse 19 of John 10 said, There was again a division among the Jews because of these words. There had been several times that there was division among the Jews because of the word of Jesus. And this is just in the accounts that John's given us. You know, how about the accounts that we don't have in the Scripture? So verse 20, uh, the people, and there's great division. Listen to what they were saying. Verse 20, many of them said, He has a demon and is insane. Why do you listen to him? So one line of thought is, the guy is just crazy. He's insane. Don't listen to him. Verse 21, others said, these are not the words of one who is oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? And so they were sitting there saying, hey, these are not the words of somebody that's been oppressed by the demon. And they were talking about the totality, I believe, of the words that Jesus was speaking. They were saying, how in the world could a demon speak these kind of words? And then it says, can a demon open the eyes of the blind? We want to think that the assumptive answer is, well, no, the demon couldn't bring forth healing like that. Well, you don't want to quite go down that road because if a demon is causing something, then the demon might have the ability to uncause it. Okay? But what they were saying is true. No, a demon is not going to do what is good for somebody like this. Uh, particularly one that they was viewed by the religionists as being uh, born in his sin, right? Well, verse 22 tells us, At that time, the Feast of Dedication took place at Jerusalem. And so you have this feast occurring. This is not one of the seven feasts that the Lord gave Israel, okay? This is actually the feast that we call Hanukkah. 
And uh, the Feast of Dedication, there's nothing wrong with celebrating. It was actually celebrating uh, the cleansing of the, uh, of the temple and of the Holy of Holies after the Maccabean Revolt. And after everything that happened with the Tychus Epiphanies back in 164, 165 B.C. And so it was a celebration of that. But it wasn't one that you see in Scripture. They also celebrated at this time the Feast of Purim, which is a feast that celebrated what happened with Esther in her life. So it was at this time. And this feast is usually sometime in um, December. The last time we see a feast mentioned, I think it was over in John 7, and it was the Feast of Tabernacles, which is usually in September, October our time. So you're looking at two or three months after that, likely. So it's the time of the Feast of Jerusalem, I mean, Feast of Dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. So John's given us some, you know, some pretty detailed things about what's going on right here, okay? Jesus is just walking along. He's in this portion of the temple. Verse 24, so the Jews gathered around him. And said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Okay, this is the Jewish leadership right here because there were many, many Jews of just the common Jew and the crowd <coughs> that had already believed. I think there were many of the priests that were starting to believe too. You can see sort of about how uh, two or three of them were acting and reacting and making sure that their uh, Pharisee brothers right here were not going over the wrong way, even though they were. So Jesus answers them, verse 25. I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me. Now, Jesus had alluded. He talked about the Son of Man. He had said repeatedly how he was from Father. He had never said, I am the Christ. I am Yeshua HaMashiach. I am. He had never said it point blank. And that's the reason they're coming back and saying, well, how long are you going to hold us in suspense? If you're the Christ, tell us plainly. He had never said that. Well, if he never said it, then why were they worried about it? Because of what Jesus said in his response. Okay? What he said in the response. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness of me. The works were bearing witness. And they knew the works were bearing witness, that the works were testifying of him. The people were believing. Okay? The people were believing. And so now they're sitting there going, we've got to do something. Well, they thought if they forced him out to where he said, I am the Christ, then they would have the ultimate reason to kill him, to stone him. They would cry, blasphemy, blasphemy, and he'd be dead before the crowd could do anything. But he didn't respond that way. He says, I told you. In other words, Jesus is acknowledging to them what they refused to acknowledge to him, but they themselves knew. He says, I told you, and you do not believe. How had he told him? The very works that he did testified of him. And so those works were telling him, but they did not believe. He continues the sentence in verse 26. But you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. So Jesus picks up this uh, sheep thing that he had been speaking about earlier. Now, whether uh, this was a continuation of the same type of conversation, the same thing that was going on, it likely was. It might have been, uh, you know, sometime later. I don't think it was like two or three months later. I think that time and element just gave us the time when all this was happening. But Jesus picks up that sheep motif again, and he tells them, here's the deal. I have told you <coughs> the very works that I do in my Father's name bear witness to this, but you don't believe. And the reason you do not believe is because you are not among my sheep. Now, they had assumed with, with right 
assumption, I think, that when he was saying sheep and all this, he's speaking of the Jewish people. Well, he was, but they're beginning to realize there's something else going on right here. His true sheep are the sheep are the ones who believed. And these are the ones that had been granted in them to believe, the called, the chosen, the elect, the predestined. You see all these terms in the uh, New Testament. And he's looking at them as saying, you did not believe because you're not among my sheep. Some of them, okay, some of them would be among his sheep later. They would believe. But as long, folks, as they did not believe, they would not be among his sheep. I tell you, there's a lot of people who are very religious, and I say this over and over because I'm just convinced of it, and I think people need to hear it, and they need to do what 2 Corinthians says. We need to examine ourselves to see if we be of the faith. And then once we realize that we personally are of the, of the faith, we need to encourage folks not to just rest upon religious platitude and piousness, but to realize, are you really of the faith? Have you really repented and confessed? Have you really believed unto salvation, not believe like the demons did and shudder, okay, and the demons do and shudder. Not like that, but have you truly believed? Does your life show evidence of that? Are you conforming to his likeness? Are you being transformed into his likeness? Does his power and presence go with us everywhere? Are we filled with the Holy Spirit? These are all terms that you see in the scripture of those that are truly his sheep, that truly believe and truly follow him. I suspect that a large portion of those who profess to do so have not actually done so. Uh, again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time.